0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. I'm recording this on on a Saturday uh, around noon and I am in one of those beautiful nature reserves um, a little southwest to the city of Amersfoort, where I live. I'm currently on a small hillside overlooking um, a beautiful valley that during the summertime is covered in purple hazes, purple hues, I should say, of, um, of heather. But of course, it's winter now, and so it's more brownish, and you've got little spikes of yellow grass. But it's still pretty. This is one of those areas where, no matter when you are here, when it's raining, when it's snowing, when it's in the middle of summertime, there's always beauty surrounding you. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be outside again. The last time we spoke, I was in Rome with Inge, and uh, we worked for five days, uh, working sometimes 12 to 14 hours a day to film four television episodes. It's a very, very short time for a tremendous amount of work. And uh, if you recall, towards the end of the episode, my voice was breaking because of a throat infection that was coming up, or a cold, or a combination thereof. And the result of that was that for two weeks after the return from Rome, I've been sick. I've I've had a a very, very severe cold, and uh, the throat infection was extremely painful, probably strep, uh, which uh, normally could uh, warrant a visit to the doctor, uh, I know that a lot of you, when when they have strep, they they go get a- antibiotics here in in my country. The uh, physicians are a little bit more reluctant because of of course all the problems of of people taking too many antibiotics, and then um, uh, you get all these resistant bacteria, etc. But anyway, I decided to uh, to wait it out, try to. Use all the tricks <laughs> available, all the hacks to get rid of the, or at least not to get rid of the the pain in my throat, but to soothe it a little bit. Um, but it was it was really terrible. It was not fun. Not to mention that the cold itself also. Uh, just caused lots of uh, a lot of fatigue is I would cough at night wake up and then you're basically you're always tired you're you always feel miserable (laughs) whether at night or in the morning or during the day. Um, Another thing that made the past two weeks a a difficult experience was that I still had to edit the footage that I shot. Um, I had to uh, prepare um, the first episode from Rome uh, with a lot of material that we shot. And uh, there, there were some complications there in terms of contents. And I uh, originally um, planned to uh, film four segments or to have four segments in the show, but then a new segment um, got canceled because of the unavailability of, um, of footage from the Vatican. The company that I work for decided to uh, to stop their subscription to to those images, which means that basically I had no material to work with uh, and this all happened like a few days before the deadline of the episode and as a result, I had to uh, completely rebalance the episode and find a way to to um, edit it in a way that you would still keep watching it yeah it's really a huge difference if you should um, material for a six-minute segment or you shoot it for an eight-minute segment Now that may sound like no difference at all it's two minutes what is two minutes but in television terms that's a huge difference especially when it comes to telling a story if you have a shorter time uh, available um, you show less, of course, um, but, but it's also easier to create uh, a narrative. Eight minutes is long. It's really long. And especially if you, in in the, in the back of your mind, you've been shooting for a short item and then you have to make it longer. Uh, Sometimes, if I'd known, I'd filmed it in a different way. So what I did was I took one of the, the best item, basically, or at least the most interesting item, which was a tour of... Uh, Trastevra, with a lady who worked as a volunteer for uh, a lay community, Sant'Egidio, they do a lot for, uh, she worked as a volunteer with disabled people, so she, she took us to uh, one of their houses where disabled people live together with uh, lots of volunteers that help them, and, uh, and then we went to Santa Maria in Trastevra, I'm jumping over a little thing here, in order to continue i think this is one of those horse uh tracks that i'm following now um to so we we went to back to trastevere afterwards to the church where the community every day gathers to pray and then um we went to a restaurant that is run um by people with a mental or a physical handicap and it was it was it was really really good stuff the thing is, I had to splice it into three parts, and then interject the other two parts, which were, one was more uh, information, catechesis, uh, so it, it was a talk with uh, um, a priest who lives in Rome about uh, the art and the theology of, the, of uh, heaven, hell, and uh, purgatory, which of course is in itself it's a very interesting topic. Um, but it's difficult to make it visual if if the only if the basis for the for the item is just a, a sit-down interview. And the second item was this is always a staple ingredient of the TV show that I make when I'm in Rome, was a visit to a, an Italian restaurant. And so far that's always been very successful and fun. This time um we ended up in a restaurant that um, so I'm I'm not preparing those items. It's a producer in, in Italy who does that. But anyway, this this restaurant owner wasn't the most camera-friendly guy, <laughs> to put it mildly. He uh, he was a, a bit introverted, um, uh, nervous, seemed to not really understand why we were there, and uh, the cook. Uh, this was a um, like a a Hosteria, which is a traditional Roman restaurant, traditional traditional kitchen, but I was there planning on filming how to make a genuine Italian pizza, uh, Roman style. It turned out the cook was Egyptian, (laughs) not Italian. So um, you basically have a cook who doesn't really speak Italian that well, and um, it was just a guy who... I mean, he was friendly... But it, this was just a job. There was no passion in what he did. It's just, oh, sure, sure I'll make you a pizza. Whatever. <laughs> that kind of attitude. He was, chewing, he, he was chewing on chewing gum all the time, which is terrible. <laughs> this, anyway. Um, so I had basically an item that didn't really work. And the additional thing that I always want to do when I'm filming in the kitchen, this is not a, a food... It's, it's not the food network. I mean, I'm making a catholic show. So I always I'm looking for restaurant owners or cooks with a little bit more of a story that can, you know, and so what I was hoping to do was to uh relate the pizza <laughs> recipe to the efforts of Pope Francis to feed the poor. And uh you know, he's been inviting 1500 homeless people uh, after the celebration of the canonization of Mother Teresa, he invited them to the Vatican and served them pizza. Well, not the Pope himself, but he made sure that uh, they flew in a lot of uh, uh, pizza makers from Naples uh, to make pizza. And so I, I've, I figured this pizzeria is close to the Vatican. And he must be, he must have a, he, he must be able to tell me that story. He didn't even know it happened and he didn't really care about it either so oh man i was like what am i going to do so uh i had to edit this tv show and and turn it around and th- this is the magic of editing uh i've often explained that uh, making video television or online video is not just filming it's not it, it the storytelling happens in the editing that's where you where you take the footage and you, you compose it. Basically, the filming itself is like you going to the supermarket gathering ingredients for the meal that you're going to cook. But the cooking process itself doesn't take place when you're filming. It takes place when you're putting the ingredients together. And so it was quite a challenge. There was a lot of time pressure and I was not feeling good at all. I, I had been, um, taking uh, time to rest, that's one of the things that I, I'm happy about, that nowadays, uh, instead of trying to f- to force myself to work when I can't work, it's, it's just, giving, I gave myself a lot of uh, time and space to rest, and to just be sick, you know, just watch some TV and read a book, and drink tea and <laughs> complain about, uh, <laughs> about not feeling well. Um, but the week that I planned to edit the stuff basically was spent being sick, and so I only had a few days to put the show together and ended up working an entire day and an entire night on uh, completing the episode, which, if you are just kind of barely recovering from from uh, uh, illness, is probably the worst thing you can do but I had no choice. There was no alternative. This had to be finished. It's just one of those days where you just have to work and tell yourself there was no other solution. Um, I don't think, well, in hind- perhaps in the planning, um, from now on, I'll, I'll t- take into account the possibility that I would fall ill for a week. I mean, it's the margin that wasn't there, so that probably there was a bit of a planning mistake, but what are the chances that you really are unable to work for, for an entire week that barely ever happened? So I think, in the end, um, this this just had to happen. It wasn't fun, but I have to say that um, the experience that I've got now in, in video editing has been really helpful. So it's much less stressful than it was. Um, by the way, it's a beautiful day. Just uh, walking towards the sun now. The sun is... It's it's there, but it's also a bit misty, a bit cloudy. So you've got almost white light. Um, and um, I'm surrounded by pine trees, little pine trees. These are just small ones that are growing. And... Uh, there's some bigger ones in the distance, so there's still a bit of color in the in the air and I'm walking on this very big wide horse track and I can tell by the uh, the, the 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 not the mud but the sand that there there have been quite a few horses today this morning. um I should be on a horse that would be fun <laughs> so d- d- despite the fact that it I had to work an entire day. I was surprised, at, or an entire night. I was surprised at how, you know, in a certain way, how, how fun it was. I, I had fun putting that episode together and figuring out solutions for kind of mediocre footage uh, for some of the items and making something beautiful out of it. Oh, there's a horse. It's galloping towards me. A white horse. That is so much fun. Q. The brave heart theme. <laughs> so, um, and and the day after, um, so I, I worked from Wednesday to Wednesday evening till Thursday morning. Then I slept for three or four hours. Oh, the horse turned to the right. That's a that's a pity. Otherwise, it would have hurt the galloping. Um, the rest of the day, I was surprisingly fit I wasn't tired at all the Friday yesterday I was feeling quite alright I slept well it's this morning that I feel more tired and so I slept in a little bit uh, till 9 9 15 and then I basically took the decision to go out today uh, after having been inside for two weeks I was trying to be very, very careful because I've got a history of um, chronic bronchitis. It's kind of a a heritage of the time that I studied in in Rome where... um, uh, It's it's too much of a story, but anyway. (laughs) I got um, uh, basically an increased risk of of, uh, bronchitis if I'm not careful. And so in the past, sometimes I... When, with a cold, I would push myself too much and wor- continue working, and then it would become a bronchitis. And that's a lo- that's terrible if you work in the field of media and you need your voice and you need your lungs and everything. Not to mention that, of course, I am training for, um, for the trip to Santiago, and, and so I, I need to be out and walking, and I knew that if I took any risks and I would get bronchitis, I would jeopardize that training as well. So I forced myself to stay inside. And for someone who loves to be outside, who loves to walk, uh, that was was not fun. I really, really, really didn't like being inside. But this morning, even though you can tell by my voice that it's not entirely uh, back to normal, I felt good enough, I mean, I don't have any pain in my throat anymore, I'm not coughing anymore, which is the best, I'm just a little bit of a, a runny nose, but it's really, really nothing compared to the two prior weeks. I, I was thinking, I'm going outside, I need to go and walk, and and record an episode of The Walk while I'm at it, because I want to just bring you up to speed. Um, the other, th- the other reason, of course, that, that I'm walking here is for training. Um, I'm still uh, evaluating my um, chances of being fit or fit enough to run that half marathon that I talked about, I think, in one of my other shows. Um, this is happening in March. There's a half marathon near The Hague that runs to the sea and back to The Hague, um, and I would... I hope to to run it for charity to help um, children in Syria, uh, refugee children and raise money by doing that, but um, time is running out for the training, and um, because of the illness I've I've, just, I've not been able to keep the already very tight schedule training schedule, so I may have to find other ways to raise some money for that, because um, again, I just want to be responsible, not jeopardizing my health uh, because it would cause more trouble than it's worth <laughs> um, but the, um, and then the, an, a final reason that I wanted to go out is I need to start training uh, with new equipment and I'm not talking about the digital audio recorder that I have in my hands what I have in my other hand is a, a new a DSLR so a photo camera Uh, that we purchased at SQPN Europe for the production of the future television shows. One of the things that I noticed while filming in Rome, so I always film with this very small, uh, relatively cheap camera, a Sony camera that is just the most amazing camera that I've ever used because it has such a fantastic stabilizer and it, it allows me to use professional microphones and everything despite being very very tiny um, you can't even tell that it is a television grade professional camera by the looks of it it looks just like any other cheap video camera that tourists walk around with and so that allows me to film things that in at a speed but also in places where normally with regular professional equipment that would be impossible so i'm very very in love with that sony camera um, it's no longer available by the way um, so I get a lot of questions but what is that camera that you use I think it was called the Sony HDR EX30 or something like that or 30E, it's a European version um, uh, there is now a 4K equivalent of that I think perhaps also just regular HD um, but it has some 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 stuff has improved and other things are still a problem the 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 thing with these tiny cameras is uh, they have a a small sensor because of the size of that camera and also to keep the cost low the sensor that captures the digital images is small um that means that less the smaller the sensor is the less light you can capture but and that's not a problem if you're filming in daylight Um, it's It becomes a problem when you're filming in, in low-light situations. That's where you get a lot of grain because the camera is trying to compensate for the lack of light that it receives. And so it will um, up the exposure and everything. And, and you get basically um, very, very grainy, uh, ugly, ugly uh, material. And um, I noticed... It, so normally I can work around that. And I try to avoid... Shooting interviews, for instance in 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 dim lighting situations, in this case i couldn't avoid it because I had to do I had like two hours to film four interviews with the that priest that um, lives in Rome about four different topics he didn't have much time um, i didn't have much time, and so we filmed that in a library, a beautiful uh, German library, or I think it was Australia, uh, Austrian library in uh, the, uh, one of the German houses where priests live and study. Uh, and even though it was a beautiful library, the all the lighting, and this is kind of understandable in a situation where people sit and, and study, uh, The the lighting was indirect. It was mostly the ceiling that was lit. And so you get this very dark, cozy atmosphere, but, but a disaster for 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 filming, and we had no alternative couldn't go outside um, because of the noise, of course, and because of the the type of interview um, and so we had to make do, and that's where I noticed that i mean it I managed to to still get a decent image well, I was tell, I, but I was telling myself this is probably. The, in these situations, I need a, a different camera for, for this kind of stuff, and so after coming back, decided to purchase a DSLR camera, which of course has a much bigger lens, bigger sensor, more professional features, It's this uh, This is the Canon 80D, um, it's a successor to the 70D, which is very popular with uh, vloggers, who like kind of uh, professional vloggers, Casey Neistat um, uses or used a 70D and switched to a, an 80D for most of his productions. I mean, that's one of the best vloggers in the world. And um, this is a it's a heavy camera. It's very very different, of course, from a, from a, um, a, a, a handy cam that is made for filming and yet this one can do filming uh in addition to photography and i was able to pick it up at a at a a, a pretty good de- discount um it's it's just one of those moments where you see that uh, there is a huge discount on this on this kit cuz this also has a very very good lens it's the uh, efs uh, or nano USM which means it has a very good stabilizer and I know from using the other camera for f- what is it four years now how important a good stabilizer is. It's got very rapid focusing which is also important for video. Um, it goes from 18 to 135 millimeters so it goes from a pretty big wide angle to um, to quite a zoom and this is all optical so it's Uh, really good quality and so I've taken this camera with me today to get to know it Um, uh, there's no not an immediate pressure for me to master it very quickly so I can take the time to discover to kind of familiarize myself with all the settings and uh, what better moment to try that out when than during a walk in uh, in the beautiful Open nature here, where there's always something to to take pictures of, and um, and again, I'm trying to pace myself in this. I could uh, watch a hundred tutorials online um, about all the settings and um, rig it with, because uh, that's another great thing about this model. Um, you can add a wireless microphone to it, so it has audio in it also has headphones out if you want to um check the sound which is pretty important when you're filming um but i told myself let's do one thing at a time let's just start with taking pictures like this is the sign that i'm getting better that I wake up with like a ton of ideas like, oh man, I could record uh, seven, episode, seven vlog episodes and then edit that when I'm back home and then I could do a daily vlog again. And <laughs> it's like, man, you've been sick for two weeks. You're completely exhausted. Take it easy. It's just crazy. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's a good sign. It means my brain starts to function again and the energy to create is coming back. So, but never, th- you know, I'm, I'm not doing that today, but it was one of the ideas that I had this morning. Um, you know how, how, how much I like vlogging, uh, and at the same time, I'm always held back by the investment of time. <clears throat> it is very, very difficult to vlog on a daily basis, which is... Um, well, it's the most recommended frequency for, for vloggers if you want to get any traction. Um, but to do that on a daily basis it means that every single day is focused on creating, on telling a story. And it inhibits you from spending your creative energy and your attention to other things that you need to do. In my case, it's easy to do that when I'm on vacation. For instance, I loved making these vlogs in Scotland. Um, gave me something to do. Um, it was also a nice way to create memories and to share my experiences with a lot of you. Thousands and thousands. Um, and by the way, if you've never seen them, you can find them on uh, my YouTube account. Um, which is, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> I've got two YouTube accounts one older one and then a newer one. And the newer one I think is Geek Priest, if you look for Geek Priest. Anyway, I'll put something up in the show notes. Um, Where am I going now? I've got three roads. And they're all three for horses. Oh, no, wait a minute. The middle one is not for horses. It says it's prohibited for horses. So it's basically... uh, Okay. I still might go to the right because I'm heading south now. I don't want to go for a big walk today. Um, pacing myself again uh, the the thing is with uh, when I'm not on vacation there are so many other things that I need to be able to focus on and if uh, you want to create a daily vlog uh, on the site even even Casey Neistat recently stopped doing that not because he didn't know how to create a successful vlog he has 5 million followers on YouTube is was highly profitable, but because he felt that it was time to put his energy and his talent into other projects that he also wanted to do. And I thought it was a very brave decision, um, following uh, or kind of challenging himself not to get comfortable with something that he know, knew how to do. Um, but it's either or. Um, you have to sometimes make these t- choices. As For me, in... Uh, it it's it's it has been a bit harder in the sense that yes, I ha- I have to focus on um, important projects that let's not forget help uh, me finance the work that I do. Um, we we have the fund drive going on right now, the winter fund drive for SQPN that finances a number of the podcasts, not all of them, because. My patrons, for instance my that are uh, supporting me on my personal patreon account, which is patreon.com dot slash father roderick they help me produce this show the walk and the break um, and then uh i have um, i've only got a twenty percent um, job job is not the right word, but you see what I mean in the parish and so, for the other eighty percent, I still have to um, make the money back somehow or ge- reimburse the my diocese and they 've been very lenient over the past few years when they they were they saw that um i I was working really really hard, but i just couldn't i couldn't raise the amount of money necessary to cover my salary as a priest and so they've been They've been really patient, but they've also indicated that they would really like to see this improve in the future, um, and it's it's more than normal that uh, the diocese can't invest in or continue to invest in something that is not necessarily just for the diocese, and it's what I do is worldwide. So the work that I do for television um over time we'll be able if i continue to work hard we'll be able to pay back my salary and enable me to continue to do this work but it's a combination of all sorts of ways to try to um find the necessary funding because this is i mean i it's just one guy doing a lot a lot of work but it's still it's it's still size it's still a, a, a year's Salary that I need to somehow generate, which I'm not doing right now. So, um, what was I talking about? Well, that's why I do the TV shows. I totally forgot and lost the train of thought. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm I'm happy now that uh, I'm I'm getting to uh, a place where. The, most of the work is done the, the big advantage of having worked so hard in Rome is that I now have footage for four episodes I still have to work a couple of days um, this week to finish an episode about St. Valentine which is one ep- one big episode about one theme, it's always more challenging to, to edit that than uh, shorter segments that you patch together to create something oh yeah, I was talking about vlogging, now I remember so I had to focus on on creating the uh, tv shows just because of the sheer necessity of of making some money and pay the bills in this case to pay the diocese and so i could not do a vlog same thing with rome i would have loved to to vlog that uh, when i was there because of course it's a beautiful city and i like to take people along i just couldn't do it so i was happy that um, Inga had some time, because I mean, she was production assistant. So while I was filming interviews, for instance, um, she was able to, t- to snap some pictures and I, we could share that and still give you a bit of a glimpse in um, the activities there. But I just could not do what I've d- done before and this create uh, Snapchat vlogs and edit that before I went to bed. It's, it's just crazy when I think back of the f- last time I was in Rome filming by myself, I also did a daily vlog. Snapchat updates all the time. I was like, well, what was I thinking? That, that was crazy enough by itself in terms of work. And so, I'm getting smarter. I'm getting wiser. But one of the ideas that I had this morning is, I, I miss vlogging. I think it is... Or there has For me, vlogging is not like with Casey Neistat, just um, a job or something you do to explore your, your abilities as a filmmaker for me it's also a way to connect with audiences and to create friendship and so it, it goes way beyond just the exercise of making a vlog or doing online video and, it, and that is something that when I stopped vlogging I also stopped connecting with that audience and not everyone is listening to podcasts let's be honest it's a minority of the people that consume media nowadays that is listening to podcasts. Um, most people don't even know that I'm podcasting. <laughs> so uh, next to social media, which is also a way for me to reach much larger audiences than uh, with audio recordings, I think that vlogging in an ideal world should be part of the mix. It was, has been proven to be extremely Effective in reaching people, especially because I had the the luck to have those Star Wars viral videos uh, several times in a row, which helped me find a, a, a huge audience that I would have never been able to find uh, had had that not happened. But I'm kind of letting that go, and I'm I feel like I cannot leave those people um, now that I've connected with them. And the way to connect with them is by flogging again. How do I do that if I don't have the time to do everything? So it, this, this has to do with priorities, as you can imagine. So number one priority is the work that has to be done. Um, but life is about more than work. So how do I create... Um, a life and a a, a planning and a way and organization that can enable me to also connect with that audience that follows me just on YouTube. Um, So this morning, it's a long story. I apologize if I'm a little bit long-winded. It's probably still because my brain is fuzzy. Um, I have to navigate between the Horse droppings here. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't know you were having breakfast. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the idea was, well, I could go out with this camera, for instance. To, um, and since I have to walk these long, long stretches for um, the Camino training, and I'd easily... In the next two months, I'll probably have to get back to walking on a daily basis for three, four hours per day. Um, That gives me a lot of time to, of course, walk and pray and think and blah, 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 listen to podcasts, but also to create if I want. So why don't I um, create five, six, seven, perhaps, little vlogs where I talk about certain things? It doesn't have to be, you know, filmic. It's, a vlog is, a, is communication. It's, it's chatting. It's like a podcast. It's, you've listened to a, a ton of episodes of The Walk. The only thing that changes is that sometimes I describe a different environment. And so you have a mental picture. Like, for instance, right now I'm, I'm surrounded by these. I'm walking through almost a lane um, in between very, very tall pine trees with uh, uh, brown um what's the word the the well brown, brown trees and green pine things whatever <laughs> you get the picture um oh wait there is a pool of water right in front of me <laughs> uh and it's the path is supposed to be there and instead it is just water so I'm that's going to be a muddy business. It's a good thing I have my, my tough walking shoes on. Um, all right, let's see. How are we? Am I going to the left? The left looks less muddy than the right. And I just walked into a spider web. Ah, another sign that uh, nature is awakening after its winter sleep. All right, let's go here. So what I'm doing now, giving you a mental picture of where I am, I'm trying to avoid the water here on my right um, that's the only thing that changes, the rest is just still Father Roderick chatting, oh wait, there I can't there the road is blocked there by a fallen tree, so I still have to, now I'm walking in the mud oops there's only a very very tiny path here <laughs> I should not fall Alright, there we go. I'm back on higher ground here. Um, So there's not, there's not, not much to it. This is one of the most simple shows in terms of production and yet, I mean, I'm communicating with you. I'm having a conversation and I'm thinking, why not look at vlogging more from that perspective? Trying to abandon the ideas of always creating these amazing visual stories and treating it basically as a like almost a television show and instead just connecting putting a face to the, to the words and uh, of course I c- can't record um, 45 minutes of, of talk into a camera for a vlog that wouldn't work but there's always something, if I would do this every week and I would just talk about the things that I am uh, that cross my path. You know, I could give in one episode, I could give my thoughts on, on the news that the Han Solo anthology movie has started filming. Um, and about the new, the actor who's playing, going to play Lando Calrissian. Let's turn to the left here. Go walking slowly back to my car. Um, and I could also do, um, you know, the, or a film review, very short. I'm, I'm thinking three, four-minute videos, not, not, not more. People are not going to watch eight minutes, especially, especially if it's just me talking into the camera. I could even add, for instance, like a short three-minute recap of the days in Rome. I could record that and add a few of those images. You don't need much to bring it alive of, of, of the footage that I have from Rome, and that's it. And I would have a vlog, a a moment, three minutes to reconnect with my audience. So that was what I was thinking. And of course, uh, it's more complicated than it seems because, well, you need a good audio. And this is a DSLR camera, so it doesn't have the best built-in audio. So I need to find a new lavalier microphone because you don't want to walk around with this. It's already a pretty heavy camera. Uh, It's definitely like a pound and a half, if not more. Perhaps it's even two pounds, I don't know. Um, and then mount uh, like a receiver on top of that and it will just get unwieldy and, and way too heavy. Um, but I'm glad that today I didn't. <laughs> I, I just want to kind of slowly build it up. Facing myself is the motto of, of this beginning of the month of February. And let's hope that this is the end of, of my cold. That my voice will be back, and then I can also do my work again. So once Valentine, the Valentine episode is done, I have more time to go back to what I love to do as well, and that's to create these podcasts. And um, January has been quite low production-wise, and. Much lower than I intended and than I expected. This had to do with just uh, (laughs) all things happening at once. But for February, I don't see any reason why I can't go back to the, um, the planned production and more kind of upping the frequency of the shows again and making more diverse shows as well. And, you know, while I'm at it, why not experiment a little bit with different ways to batch produce a vlog so that I can be more visible on YouTube um, like I was uh, a few months ago. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, what you think of it. If you have any ideas, if you have any experience with filming with these DSLRs, I'd love to hear your your um, your tips. Um, gosh, what else? Well, again, uh, we're still, uh, we're in the final phase of our uh, giving campaign. And uh, time is running out, but we still need a lot of help. Um, we're currently... Uh, we're approaching half of what we need. huh? And this is, again, this is not luxury. This is absolutely what we need to continue operations. If we don't make our goal, then we are in big trouble. And I'm saying we, but you too, because... Uh, uh, the, the the shows that we make, we can only do that. We can only distribute them and do the post production and the, paying the server costs and what et cetera et cetera. If the listeners support the effort, so if you are a listener and you've been kind of postponing this, procrastinating, it's like yeah sure I'll I'll do that when I have time and then you forgot about it. I understand. I'm like that as well, but. Believe me, time is running out. So if you, if you can donate, donate now. Just go to sqpn.com or tridio.com slash donate. Or I think it's giving, actually. Uh, so, uh, But if you go to the main website of tridio.com, you'll see a graphic and a link. So please do. And I will be back soon. Um, back to normal. Thank you so much for your patience and for your support. And, of course, you can find me every day on Facebook and to a lesser extent on Twitter. And if you want to see the photos that I am now about to make, because now I'm done recording this episode of The Walk, um, hop over to Facebook as well. And the Chances are that you will see some of my early attempts of, uh, of handling this big Canon 80D. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Take care. And God bless.